Hello everyone. I am Dr. Gautam Buddha Ghosh, practicing as a consultant physician in Woodlands Multi-Speciality Hospital, Kolkata. Today, I want to discuss a case study of poorly controlled diabetes woman with genital tract infection. A 68-year-old woman returns to my clinic for a follow-up visit three months after initiation of empagliflozin 10 mg per day for her type 2 diabetes mellitus. Her glucose levels have improved, but she complains of vaginal pruritus and is worried that she has an yeast infection. I diagnose vulvovaginal candidiasis in this patient and, and prescribe a single dose of fluconazole 150 mg. After reviewing her lab test results, I noticed that since starting the empagliflozone, her HbA1c level has improved slightly from 8.9% to 8.2%, but is still not where it needs to be. Her EGFR is 69. Sodium glucose co-transporter 2 inhibitors, SGLT2i, are an increasingly important oral medication class in type 2 diabetes, with their use climbing dramatically in recent years. They result in a broadly similar amount of glucose lowering compared with other oral agents, but can also reduce blood pressure and result in modest weight loss. In addition to the glucose lowering effects, large-scale clinical trials have demonstrated reduction in cardiovascular and renal outcomes in high-risk groups with type 2 diabetes, as well as a benefit in patients with heart failure, whether or not they have type 2 diabetes. SGLT2 inhibitors reduce hyperglycemia in people with diabetes by increasing urinary excretion of glucose. This induced glycosuria increases the risk of genital infections and both clinical trials and observational studies demonstrate a 2.5 to 6 fold increase in genital infections in people using SGLT2 inhibitors compared with controls. The development of genital mycotic infections is more common with SGLT2 inhibitors. Overall incidence in clinical trials of 4 to 6% compared to other oral hypoglycemic agents and can dissuade patients from persisting with treatment. A number of factors have been shown to be associated with risk of genital infections in the general population in particular, female sex and diabetes, especially when glycemic control is poor. The combination of SGLT2 inhibitors and DPP4 inhibitors offers a suitable component in strategy to achieve target HbA1c without increased risk of hypoglycemia and weight gain, with improvement in overall lipid profile. A reduction in the incidence of genital infections associated with SGLT2 has been reported when a DPP4 inhibitor is added, perhaps because of a better glucose control 
although other possible mechanisms remain to be investigated. In clinical practice, the risk of genital UTI may be a barrier preventing patients from receiving or continuing a potentially life-saving therapy. In addition to local hygiene consultation on how to prevent genital UTI, identifying combination therapies that limit the risks of such adverse effects is an interesting strategy. The putative mechanisms whereby DPP-4 inhibitors may moderate SGNT2 inhibitors associated genital UTI risk deserve some comments. By far the most straightforward explanation is that DPP-4 inhibitor, SGLT2 inhibitor combination reduces glycemia and glycosuria more than SGLT2 inhibitor alone, thereby resulting in protection from genitary tract infection. DPP-4 inhibitor activity is present within some yeast, molds, and bacteria, and its inhibition may directly modify microorganism function. These highly speculative and sophisticated hypotheses need to be tested experimentally. Thank you all for your patient hearing.